The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So I was recently reading an essay by the British writer and poet David White. And I found it particularly inspiring, the essay on rest. He's writing from a very broad um, spiritual perspective. And as far as I know, he's not, he's not Buddhist. But um, there's one paragraph that I wanted to share with you that I think is particularly pertinent for us. And after I read the paragraph, uh, I want to take... Um, sections and look at it, what he's saying through the perspective of uh, the Dharma and our practice. So he talks about uh, five stages um, of, we can say, either understanding or of practicing rest. And to me, each... um, each of these five stages is more and more refined. <clears throat> so as you hear these five stages or expressions of rest, um, notice how it lands for you and, and what it means for you. <clears throat> In the first state of rest is the sense of stopping of giving up on what we have been doing or how we have been being. In the second is the sense of slowly coming home, the physical journey into the body's uncoerced and unbullied self, as if trying to remember the way or even the destination itself. The third state is a sense of healing and self-forgiveness and of arrival. In the fourth state, deep in the primal exchange of the breath is the give and the take, the blessing and the being blessed, and the ability to delight in both. The fifth stage of deep rest is a sense of absolute readiness and presence and delight in and an anticipation of the world and all its forms. A sense of being the meeting itself between inner and outer and that receiving and responding occur in one spontaneous movement. So White writes in a very rich rich manner, and uh, I think each sentence is bursting with meaning. So we'll take one of these stages at a time and then look at it from the perspective of our practice. So the first one, the, the rest, this is in the first state of rest, is the sense of stopping, of giving up on what we have been doing or how we have been being. 
So at the most essential, at the most basic, uh, when we sit to practice in meditation, is this willingness to stop the activity, stop the doing. But then I think it's interesting what he says, what we have been doing or how we have been being, how we have been being. That's an an original way of expressing it, but this is the awareness of how we stop to notice how am I constructing this being from moment to moment. And this is huge for us. This ability to see how it is that from moment to moment we are constantly constructing this idea of myself. How are the people looking at me? What are they thinking of me? How do I look? Etc. Recently, a friend of mine was commenting that for her, the most exhausting is the state of anxiety. So we can say it's kind of like the antithesis of rest, this constant worrying about ourselves. In the second is the sense of slowly coming home the physical journey into the body's uncoerced and unbullied self, as if trying to remember the way or even the destination itself. So when we are present in our meditation and we practice continuously, especially in retreat, Many of us experience this sense of coming home. And this coming home, the way that I would express it, is this natural sense of ease with ourselves, of just embracing all of ourselves, including our weaknesses, our fears. And this idea of uh, the physical journey into the body's uncoerced and unbullied self. Most of us, I think, have had the experience already how the body really knows how to go to ease, to relaxation, if we let it. And Part of our practice is to notice how is it that we get in the way. And it's very beautiful also here, as if trying to remember the way or even the destination itself. Some of you might know that mindfulness or sati, sati in Pali, one of the meanings is to remember. And so we want to remember We want to remember to be present so we can have this awareness to see how how we are constructing this inner ecology. We want to be present so that we can actually train, train this mind and heart. And we want to remember the way. You know, for us, the way is the Noble Eightfold Path. 
the very precise, clear instructions that we can come back over and over, no matter how advanced we are, back again to these instructions to remind us what is our destination. The destination of being free of suffering. And in the third state is a sense of healing and self-forgiveness and of arrival. As we deepen our practice, it is inevitable for us to have unpleasant things arise, things we don't want to see about ourselves. And sometimes that happens during our meditation, and there's a sense of restlessness, tranquility goes out the window. And many of us feel that we've gone backwards, that it, this, this is just not working But I would like to invite you to see these moments as opportunities, these moments of restlessness, of things that are unpleasant, that are asking from us to look at it, are a threshold, a threshold into a new phase of growth, a new discovering what is it that are our wounds, the wounds from regret of things that we've done, that we need to forgive ourselves, and the wounds from others, a wrongdoing that we have received from others. So we want to incline the mind or as soon as it's possible to not only forgive ourselves, but forgive the others. And in this way, there is more of a sense of arrival every time that we heal one of these hurts this wound these wounds there's a sense of arrival at more of who this being is And the fourth state is the deep, the deep, in the fourth state, deep in the primal exchange of the breath is the give and the take, the blessing and the being blessed and the ability to delight in both. So we know from the very first time that we meditate how central it is to focus on our breath One of the key discourses of the Buddha is mindfulness of breath, or anapanasati, where we are led step by step through anchoring our attention in the breath of how to bring ease, to settle our body, our feeling tone, our mind, and how to lead it towards the insights. The word blessing is used here, and the way I'd like to interpret blessing is a sense of giving and receiving protection, wellness, and happiness. Happiness. 
The fifth stage of deep rest is a sense of absolute readiness and presence, a delight in and an anticipation of the world and all its forms, a sense of being the meeting itself between inner and outer, and that receiving and responding occur in one spontaneous movement. So here he says so much. And this last perspective or stage is the ability not only to see things as they are, but to be fully with them with stability and confidence. You know, it's the fine-tuning of this balance of the inner and the outer of our energy and and how this fine-tuning that happens, the more we progress, it becomes something spontaneous. It's not something that we have to do. It's not something we have to think through. But it's something that it's very beautiful when we notice that it's, that's happening. It's as if uh, when you are standing somewhere and you lose your equilibrium, you, naturally the body knows what to do to regain that balance. And that's exactly what the mind begins to do in our practice. So, to me, these last words, what is pointing to is the very beautiful uh, quality of equanimity, or upeka, which is the crown jewel in so many of the lists in the Dharma, the last of the Brahma-viharas, the last of the seven factors of awakening, the last parami. So, equanimity... Equanimity is described as the antechamber of uh, liberation. So this ability to be with what is in a very relaxed way that I so much associate with the qualities of rest. If we look at rest in a wider meaning, in a broader meaning, So let's close our eyes for a moment. Letting the word settle in. And during this time of holidays, may you find rest, refuge within you. And may your practice be the vehicle to get to that rest. <clears throat>